to a special edition of the Tuscan Podcast. This is my one-on-one interview with Zach Thacker. He was your 60th overall finisher at LVO this year, uh, and he was your second-place finisher for Thousand Sons. Uh, Zach mainly ran a smite-spam-oriented army, uh, and I tried to dig into things like how he got his list uh, built, how his games went, and kind of tried to break down the different aspects of how he uh, took on the challenge of uh, the World Championship. So, without further ado, hope you enjoy. Uh, Zach, thanks for taking time to you know meet with me and let us pick your brain a little bit about how the event. Went. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no problem. It's um, really honored to be here. Thanks, thanks for asking me, man. Yeah, no worries. Uh, so, tell me a little bit. Tell us a little bit, like how the event, event go for you. Was it your first time to LVO? Uh, yeah, it's first time to LVO. Um, my second, I'd say, big GT. My first one was uh, SoCal Open in San Diego. Um, and LVO, I, I missed. Uh, I haven't really been playing Warhammer competitively too long. Um, so LVO was kind of on the docket. And uh, I actually did a lot of prep for a lot of local stuff, uh, a lot of list building, and uh, really wanted to, to perform well. So my goal was as a second GT and uh, not really experiencing a lot of, um, I guess, different like cultures. So I'm very, very West Coast oriented as far as who I played against. Uh, was really wanting to get, you know, the, the coveted four wins to feel good. Um, and then when I had the opportunity to squeeze in the fifth, uh, it was great. Um, so a lot of confidence rolling through it. A lot of fun too. Uh, super intense, <laughs> really intense. Uh, I'd say every game I have was really intense. Um, it's it's a it's kind of an intense place to play at too, right? I mean, you were there, like it, yep. a lot of people, recycled air, uh, yep. trying to sc- scrounge some water. Thirty minute lunches, that is a thirty minute line. I mean, it's 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 not a fun time, right? Like <laughs> when you say let's go to Vegas and play Warhammer, uh, you are there to grind it out. So if anybody is listening and wants to do it, uh, be prepared to really have a tough tournament um yeah <laughs> other than that though it was really good i got to meet a lot of good people like yourself i met another guy named Thomas. he was from uh denmark he and i became facebook buddies uh you know so i met some new and uh, really awesome people there too which is honestly kind of why you actually do it right very good yeah absolutely um you talked a little bit about the, some of the work you put in uh you know, kind of list building and everything. Uh, for those yeah. kind of listening in, they aren't familiar about your your list. Uh, give us a kind of a rundown of like the the list uh, that you took and kind of what kind of how it played and what your goals were in the games. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'll probably get pretty detailed with this. Um, I uh, I really like Thousand Suns uh, from a lot of different perspectives. Um, mainly, I like Psychic, uh, even though I think it's kind of like you know, one like one dimensional from like a design perspective. However, what it provides me is mortal wounds and they don't really have like diminishing returns, right? They're always good as the game goes on. And the more that you don't handle mortal wounds, just there's just things that's not not a lot of things in the game can stop. Um the other part about that is Thousand Sons to me can have a lot of gotchas. So when you're playing people for the first time uh, that might not play uh, against a lot of thousand suns. They got a lot of tricks, and so you can have kind of a psychological advantage uh, against your opponent at a, a large tournament like this, where people might not be used to what you're about to do. Um, so that definitely helps. Uh, the other part is uh, 
I think uh, the character block rule is uh, really awesome, and you can really throw off how people play. Uh, and I can probably dive into that play style a little more uh, in, in a bit. But like my play style is very defensive and cagey, trying to make you make mistakes and then capitalize on it. And I I just choose to capitalize with psychics and anything else. Um, so. Uh, with all that being said, kind of the evolution of Thousand Suns in my list where, you know, obviously uh, the first two have magnets in it. Um, uh, I, I know that you might hate this. I, I'm not a Magnus fan in the, in the current metal. <laughs> <laughs> um, not as, uh, he doesn't give me exactly what I want in a lot of facets. Easy Kingslayer points. Um, he needs to be buffed a little bit in various ways to kind of, regain the competitive nature that in, in my opinion what he would have i'm sure a lot of madness morty people would say otherwise um but because i play him if i ever play against a madness i, I have full confidence and I, I know how to handle that and beat him uh and also put people into awkward situations with madness that they're that they might not be used to right um so that from there um I kind of morphed into more, well, you know, what's this Armand Demon Prince stuff all about? Well, that's, that's pretty darn good. Like, <laughs> um, from there, I moved into uh, really wanting to abuse um, Smite Spin. And uh, a lot of, I actually ran a list at a local tournament where I think it was six squads of Nerglings and 10, uh, and then two Supreme Command attachments for a total of 10. 10,000 Sunscasters, where I just abused character block and would just smite you off the board. Uh, it was mathematically enough mortal wounds to kill the Castellan, so if someone wanted to do that, oddly enough, come up at me, I could do that. Uh, and you still have a decent amount of options for other things. Um, that list uh, had its downfalls. That list, I guess, in general, uh, the first attachment being the Demon 1 would be two Foxbringers and six Nerglings. With the supreme command of Armand on disc, three DPs uh, with wings, uh, with uh, two sorcerers, and then the next, you know, supreme command would have uh, a sorcerer with three sorcerers and Terminator armor, and then uh, exalted sorcerers. So uh, I placed pretty well using that. Um, it, it did well in, in a lot of ways. Um, it failed on a few lists like Eldar Flyer not as beefy as I wanted it to be. Um, horde armies probably weren't that great against it. This is a few things like that. Um, so from there, I talked, uh, I was talking to my buddy, Richard Cozart. I don't know if you know him at all, but um, he's a really good demon player. He and I play a lot of local stuff together. And he runs a really interesting uh, Nurgle attachment that is uh, two Pox Springers. He, he basically breaks with Death Guard. Uh, two Fox Bringers, three Nurglings with two Playbird Crawlers, which I know you had a lot of fun with when you and I played against each other, <laughs> and uh, yeah. two Cloud uh, White Spawns. And um, that was enough character blocking, more than enough sometimes, that I needed while adding in Flamers and uh, a few other things uh, for Weir Flyers, or if I fought like a Magnus Mortarion that would try to Alpha Strike me pretty hard. Uh, Found by spawns are amazing for that. And then uh, the Playburst Crawler Flamers are really good for things like protests that are death hacks, right? Uh, things like that. So they started filling in slots. And what I needed to do was then, you know, I kept my Supreme Command attachment with five casters, this Armon on disc, three DPs, 
um, and a exalted sorcerer. Um, and then I moved into a uh, a thousand sons detachment uh, with the the other uh, sorcerers and terminator armor with just three cultists. And so that was the list that I took the LVO. Uh, did well in my opinion um, and got yeah. my play stop that 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 I wanted. Uh, yeah. So I thought uh, the, the interesting yeah. thing when we squared off, I I thought that caught my eye was were those foul blight spawns because um, you, know, you <laughs> typically see like nerdlings or play bears or something that's like real beefy that you can yeah. put out there in front to to stand behind almost like a wall and just you know throw all the smites out there. Um, for those not yeah. familiar with foul blight spawns, um, give them an idea of like. How, how do those work? Like you were just saying, um, you know, those really helped out. What do they do that really helps you out? Yeah, you know, they're, they're actually the one thing in my list that I almost always want to drop <laughs> because they, 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 they come in clutch for not every game. Like I, they came in clutch one game out of the six. But if I didn't have them, I, I'd be kicking myself, like, to be honest. And so that's kind of what they're for in a lot of ways. So what they do is uh, if a unit ends their charge within seven inches, that unit that's charged doesn't get to go first. It's basically a you go, I go, you go, I go. Um, and if someone – so the tactic for that is if someone charges outside of, of their of their radius, they get to go first while the person that's charged inside doesn't. So you get a free interrupt on a charge, and then it's you go, I go. Uh, basically, and that's kind of a not very detailed way to do that, but um, they can really mess up people's fights um, phase a little bit because they expect to go first on everything. Uh, but with this guy, you can make some more tactical movements. And I, uh, so I really like them when they're paired up with Demon Princes, uh, mainly for that, where if they go, well, I, I guess I'll swing on the, on the Demon Prince at the three of Bidvol and the minus one to hit, and then, and then I get to swing back at something that didn't hit. So they have you know, a huge choice to make that they can be like, oh crap, like I can't just swarm a demon prince right now because of this little 77 point character. Um, so that, he gets better because his flamer uh, doesn't degrade, it's 2d6 on the strength with d6 shots, uh, minus 3 AP, 3 flat damage at 9 inches. Um, and so that's what I use. I, I run two. So if someone like Madness jumps up on me, um, I try to position in that that 30, you know, six inch range kind of blocking, but he can't really wrap him into a, a charge and pile into him. And so uh, if I back up off of Magnus and, you know, do my sweet plus four death tax to cast from my uh, Sorcerer and Germinator armor, so I guess I should talk about that tactic too. Um, you know, now you're making Madness uh, save on a six plus for three flat damage. Uh, and there's two of those guys for that. So, uh, it, it could be spiky, but I definitely, you know, aced a few flyers, finished off some knights, you know, and, and those kinds of things with those guys. Uh, and they're, they're only 77 points. And uh, yeah. like I said, like, I get, I, I get to our game, they weren't effective because, you know, you had a bajillion inch range on me. <laughs> so, but <laughs> if you wanted to come in, I mean, it was, it, it, there was going to be some pain, you know, waiting. Yeah, we can probably jump into our game a little bit and kind of give a little yeah. idea of what happened there. But um, you were saying one of the one of the things you kind of um, alluded to were some of the Eldar flyers. Um, was the issue yeah. that you just kind of have the speed and you know with your demon princes, it's hard to get in range to to really do anything yep. to them. Oh yeah, um, Eldar flyers is and, and dark Eldar are the two lists that I'm probably most scared of 
uh, light that I play. Um, my favorite win was against a Dark Eldar player. One, it was just a really good game, and the guy was really awesome. Um, but two, it was probably the most strategic that I had to be across any game that I played. Uh, and I, we could talk about that in a little bit. But, uh, you know, Flyers, if they're hemlocks with 16-inch range, then it's a little bit different, right? I have to make them um, make a choice. Do you hit a play burst crawler with a DP right behind it? Do I, do I, do I feed them a, a DP that's buffed? Those kinds of things, because then I can get close and, you know, try to wreck it. Um, the problem that you pointed out, which is one demon prince can't kill a hemlock by itself. Um, you would need to, uh, just math-wise, you would need to. And even then, probably some help with some with some uh, some smites or mortal wounds from psychic. Uh, so it's a huge commitment to kill flyers for Eldar. So uh, I, I luckily didn't play flyer spam. Uh, I played against two flyers, and I was able to just ignore them because I was able to just cage out enough that. When we went for those four or five turns, by the time that he's able to hit characters, you know, the game ha has been decided, basically, right? So, uh, but uh, if you're talking flyers that want to, you know, say if someone places wrong, like I have something to punish them, and those five white spawns are definitely for that. Uh, so are Demon Princes, um, you know, all those kinds of great things. So uh, so in our game, we had a we had an interesting bout where, um, we had this giant ruin that was just kind of <laughs> yeah. sitting in the middle of the battlefield. You stuck, you stuck yeah. your nerglings in there, and the um, it's it's really funny because uh, leading up to LVO, um, the the lists that I was running were mostly I actually instead of uh, a, a, the Doridios, I actually had a Scorpius or two in there, and in oh, yeah. we actually we my partner and I were actually saying yeah you know we we ought to run those and when I went through and submitted my list and, and put everything together, it was kind of one of those, like I psyched myself out of it or I, I talked myself yeah. out of it just thinking, no, yeah. I need Witcher cannons and you know, yeah. it'll be all right. Yeah. I can kind of do a hybrid approach. And it was so funny yeah. to match up because your nerdlings literally were like the quintessential answer to that yep. little missile launcher. Yep. This, even though I, oh, yeah. sight, I, could, I couldn't kill them. Like your, yeah. your female pains and your, your invulns were just enough where I, I just couldn't yeah. get by them. And, you know, I, I got lucky a little bit, if I remember right, on range to one of your demon princes. But, um, yeah, but, man, it was crazy. I thought I lost the game. Yeah. And, and my problem. I really was, thought I lost. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't move my cultists or anything forward. And, you know, they would obviously take smites and stuff, but yep. I couldn't move any of my stuff forward to get line of sight yeah. on what I needed to yeah. and your plague burst crawlers and everything else were just enough it didn't have to yeah. offset all the firepower it just had to be enough to just kind of make me uncomfortable exactly. where i was yeah yep yeah um no that's a, that's a great point i think like, like that digesting our game uh for me the deployment phase is very important uh in fact like uh and i, I don't know if you've noticed this or not but uh i tried to force you to one side of the board um because I knew for me tactically where the middle room was placed was like, I want this side. And I really want this guy thinking that I'm going to go over here. And so I started placing like cultists over there and kind of setting up where, you know, quote unquote character blocks would be. Yep. And I think I placed my play for college last. Yes. Which I placed all the way in the back because he, yep. <laughs> because he chose a big game hunter. And I'm like, Nope, I know exactly what, you know, butcher can do. So they're not going to be up front. Um, and they were kind of going to be there. I, ha I had right. that star with like the dreadnoughts and, you know, it, it, 
it played right into your hand where I needed to place those dreadnoughts around my chaos lord so that I could get my reroll yeah. reroll ones that kind of bonus. So yeah. it was, you know, yeah. you're you're pretty much putting me in a box back there in that corner. Yeah, yeah. Like when he started pushing back, I I I actually felt better. I was like, okay, so he's he's given me enough board control that I need to basically outlast him. Um, yeah. To where even if I don't kill one every turn, I'm still gonna score more. Um, and the March for Death units that I have were, were all deep striking, so it was going to be your call whether or not you're going to do something with them in, in my deployment zone or not, or try to kill something in mine, to which I was only going to give you flavor crawlers, right? So then, which I'd be like, okay, well, now I have three of the March for Death out. I, I need to go kill them. That That's when, I think it was like turn three, was when I was like, okay, let's be aggressive. If I lose a Demon Prince and a Playbrus Crawler, I'm still up in points. Um, but I get my mark for death totals. I complete a recon, and I'm still going to be holding more. Um, and so that's kind of how my thought process went at the very start. And um, it definitely favored uh, me to have you set up in that corner, which I was like, okay, this is great. Um, the I guess the the flub that <laughs> that I that Dave was saying was. Um, and which was a good call by him. I totally tried to warp time uh, Nerdlings, <laughs> uh, not remembering that they're not Heretic Astartes. And, he, and yeah. he graciously said, hey, by the way, those aren't, I was like, yeah, oopsie doopsie. Yeah. <laughs> um, and That's I okay. really, we all, and then. We all make those mistakes. Oh, yeah, that, that was one I was like, how the heck did I think this? Like, obviously they're not, you know, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so the hard part, and uh, which is actually really good, uh, one thing that I really appreciated from you was declaring intent after that because you knew that I messed up and game was kind of on the line then to a certain degree because points were going to be tight and it was like okay who has the closest range on this demon prince if you move here here and here so we we took about five minutes to declare that so there wasn't any because the, the weirdness was was right below the demon prince was a squad of nerdlings that are you know a millimeter in front and so you know, you and I had to go through what was going to be closest, what could shoot it, what couldn't shoot it, and stuff like that. So, yeah, and talking um, about I think first definitely helps. Yeah, and that's and honestly, I think that's one thing that if you ever play against people, like that should be done. I think that shows the sign of a of a quality players and people that'll you know do that because that's just kind of how that goes. And then also that, that I understand, like okay, if he's going to deep strike here, he's going to get these shots on him. The game the game moves quicker, you know, so on and so forth. So. I think I live with one wound, right? Um, through obliterators and yeah. uh, some, yeah, some Dorado shooting. Big whiffs by my obliterators. And, yeah. You know, I think the second yeah. game right after that, same thing happened. I, and I, I talked about this on one of the other podcast episodes that my, my obliterators yeah. just did not perform at all at LBL. Yeah. I mean, I even had to spend a CP to make sure that Weaver Fates went off to get plus two to casting because I was like, this. Yeah. This is that real for me right now. Um, okay. And or no, it, was, it was for Glamour. And then, you know, I had to give, I think I even uh, switched a spell for, uh, oh, no, I, I used my familiar from my from my sorcerer to get the plus one to cast or Weaver, not not for Smite, which is yep. typically and those, So Those were coming in handy for you left and right. Just the fact that your first spell, whatever was real important, yeah. on three guys, yeah. three, actually four, and if you, I think you took the high magister, so one of them has to actually get yep. plus two, if I remember right. So you had, yeah, you had so, psychic bonuses everywhere. Yeah, so the, uh, the the way that the list is really built around is number one against a, a list like yours, like shooting, 
I, I do very well like this. I'm very confident in, and as long as I pick good secondaries, I feel like a lot of times I, I can get the win on, on, a, on a big gun line. Uh, if you have a bunch of like scorpions or scorpions or scorpions, whatever, that, that are too flat damage, I can start going through my nerdlings. Um, I can still last turns because of flavor crawlers. I mean, those guys are just so beefy that I'll just eventually move up the table to try to smite you down. And then by turn three or four, I'll start launching in Demon Princes to try to, you know, try to clean up. Um, so my list, and, and I think even you said this one time, is like, you know, why the heck are Demon Princes not in my back line? <laughs> like, why are they not up on me right now? And I, I play this list like that. And it's actually kind of a, a weird advantage that I think most people, when they see Demon Princes, they think, oh, they're going to come. So people like, and then they move back off a gun line. And the thing is, when when I play this kind of list, every every caster I lose is two casts in, in a smite spam. And so Demon Princes are that as well. And they're not as resilient if you charge one in uh, to, you know, go against uh, three Dorados, was it? In, or two Dorados and three yeah, Contemptors? Like, like I'm, I'm going to die, you know. Uh, and you're, you're going to die against most things. So they're there for that. The, the Sorcerers and Terminator armor, um, you pay, they get a sweet option. Number one, they get five wounds. So then they get a great option for nine points and you get this, this uh, familiar. And the familiar allows plus one to cast on your very first spell. Um, so that means for those for those guys, uh, I give them some spells that kind of need some clutch to it. And so Weaver, Glamour, you know, uh, Death Hex, things that maybe late game I need a plus one on. In case if I get like shield breaker missile arm on, everybody shoots arm on for that. Um, or let's say I play it wrong and a solitaire comes in and kills arm on, uh, like stuff like that. I still have a plus one option across the board. Uh, so to your combo is uh, I make one of those one of those terminators my high magister for plus one to cast. So now his first spell is at a plus two, and then you do the cabalist focus, cabalistic focus or something like that. Uh, cabalistic focus. Yep for yeah, for uh, another plus two. So now my first cast is at plus four. Um, so things like if I'm fighting Talos or Grotesque, I really want them to actually come in. So then they get an 18-inch plus four death X that will go off. Um, and then I have you know, flamers to, to try to mop up that unit, which is actually what I did against one of my opponents. Um, so really, plus four to a cast can be, I actually use it uh, to try to get a super smite off. Uh, it was really kind of baldy, but uh, the guy had three wounds left, and I was like, well, if I can get a plus four smite on, on D6, that's a, you know, 60-something percent chance he's going to die, and yeah. lo and behold, he did. Um, and so it just gives you options for, for a really cheap cost. Um, and so that's, that's, kind of, that's kind of a huge backbone. Uh, on why I take them. They're on foot, doesn't matter, 30 inch threat range. You, you can run them, you know, so what, 34, 34 inch threat range if you need to do stuff. Um, yeah, so then I think uh, after my DP lives, I was able to heal them up and then uh, turn my drill. I know very well. I, I played one one time for fun and I was like, oh, I, that's definitely a mark for death. Uh, it's also brutal in combat. So I got lucky that she failed that charge. Um, and, you were, uh, and hats think, off to you because I think you were one of like maybe two opponents I played all weekend that you know they'd get into combat with that thing and then the first question was is that thing any good in combat? <laughs> it was kind of yeah. an awkward conversation at that point. Like yeah, yeah it, it kind of <laughs> yeah. no, it is really good in combat. <laughs> you, 
it's like, well, do you like mortal wounds? Like, yeah, I, I love mortal wounds. Uh, so uh, I think after the mark for death, uh, we're taken care of. Uh, I know I had to charge a playbird's crawler just to get him in front of in front of the demon prince to take the shots. I was staring down two Doritos and two contemptors that were untouched with a reroll. Um, somehow I lived through that, which was super fun because you know playbird's crawlers are playbird's crawlers. And uh, I think after that is when we were kind of like, I went back to my cage style. Uh, brought in some cultists to kind of screen and kind of go through it and I was just kind of waiting for you know basically I was just going to slow play it well I guess slow play is not the right word uh you know be very uh yeah methodical about my turn so I just continue to score more and get recon and then it basically trying to make you desperate to come in so I think I even chose big game hunter because I I didn't know what else to choose against you um because I couldn't really do line breaker you know you can't do reaper uh, we can't do any of the ones, you know, ground control was up there, but we only played the one that had four, uh, four, um, things to control. Right. Um, so, so I figured, well, you know, Hey, if, 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 if this guy gets desperate and, or if he deploys wrong, I can totally smite down two contenders and get, you know, snag a few points off that. Uh, and that's kind of how, uh, it went. And, uh, I think it was it was actually a really good game because like that guy passed out uh, behind us, which was really scary. Um, so we we actually had a lot of distractions going on, um, which was I think you know I hope I, I should I hope that guy's okay. Do you know if that guy's okay? I, I haven't <laughs> I think heard okay. anything to be honest, but uh, yeah, that was it, that was really it looked scary. like he was in good hands though. So yeah, I haven't heard anything. Um, Anyways. yeah, man, I, that that was one of those wins where uh, when you make big mistakes like that with this list. Uh, if anybody's interested in running this kind of list, um, making mistakes like that can really cost you a game because every demon prince is is that like every character is just that valuable. Um, the second that they start dropping, because you're based so heavily off of mortal wounds every turn, the second you lose two like two casts from mortal wounds, you're just like, oh man, like I'm my my beast because I don't have shooting, right? Uh, I'm right. not that great in melee, and uh, demon princes are not going to win you games. If you run them up and try to tear through things, it's just not going to happen. So. They're they're good in like a cleanup kind of situation, right? Where you you yeah you're ready you're you're ready to put them out there, and you know it might be yeah okay, if I lose one, if I lose one, it's not going to matter. Then that's a good situation to be right. In. Yeah. So like you, I said, typically by by turn three is when I start thinking about quote unquote un- unleashing a buffed one with war time and, and going after a specific target. Yeah. So you went four and one at the, or sorry, five and one yeah. at the tournament, which is really good, especially your first LVO. That's, I mean, yeah, thank you. That's a really good show. Thank you. Um, <laughs> thank you. The one match, I, you know, I hate to ask, but um, <laughs> let's, let's, can we talk about that a little uh, bit? What happened? In yeah. That? Well, it's uh, Stitcher's a battle. Uh, no clue oh, what no. they do, except. Except to say that they counter my entire army. Um, I thought Dark Eldar countered me. Sisters countered me even harder. Um, oddly enough, uh, a pretty good friend of mine, Sean, uh, Sean Naden, um, who has given me a lot of tips as well. And I'm not going to say this is the five and one is not all of me. I, I had a lot of people helping me out with a lot of games. I got a lot of buddies that I play with that do a lot of games for me. Um, that, that play a lot of games with me. Um, but he actually played the, uh, the same opponent as well. And he and I were talking after, after his game, we just both like, what the heck do, these, do, do they do? <laughs> so, uh, 
the hard part was this was right after our game. Uh, my first game was pretty intense and pretty draining. Um, it was a mirror match, but he had Magnus. And uh, in my opinion, I, I don't know if he listened to this, but hopefully he doesn't get tilted by it, but he played Magnus kind of incorrect. Uh, and uh, I was able to kind of win that off of just kind of playing a little bit better. Our, our game was – it. Our game was a real thinker, to be honest. Like a win or not, like you have to make sure your movements and things are set up right. Otherwise, you got this huge gun line's going to annihilate you. I mean, right. your your list could pick up three DPS if I'm out of any placement, right? Like that, it, it's scary. Um, and so then, uh, so two pretty mind-numbing games to walk into game three. As you know, it's like what is that, six o'clock at night? You're, yeah, you're a lot. Yeah, yeah, with, with a lunch that you didn't get, a, a break of water that you didn't get, and, and you got to take, you know, a piss, and you're like, well, okay, now I'm fighting this list. And so, there are beta rules. Uh, I'll be honest, I don't know all the rules for all the armies. I've never played against orcs. I never played against Tau. I've never played against, um, you know, uh, Sisters of Battle. I've never played against the list. You know, I know it in theory. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of armies I, I went into never playing, and I'm like, well, I'm just going to have to play my game and see if I win. And this was one of them. Uh, the thing was, my game can't be played against them because everything in our army uh, gets to deny on a D6. Uh, so I think he ran like seven tanks, which they get to deny. Celestine, uh, a Blood Angels attachment, Slam Captains with some scouts, uh, three or four Cannonesses. Um, with like what's it called um, probably like two squads in each one or so um, so he had a ton of denies and then there's a relic that you can take that makes that d6 into 2d6 for everything within range oh, so no. this guy this guy got to deny everything that I did uh, even just the chance of it uh, he has a ton of armor that I technically can't shoot through and um, the one thing that you know, I'm not going to call people out on, on a podcast, but he was able to give his entire army a four of steel nut paint for mortal wounds, which I was a little shaky on, but I probably should have called and called it and, right. you know, kind of asked him for the rules and stuff in hindsight, but I was like, all right, fine. You know? Yeah. Um, they have a pretty ridiculous I, rule. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think you can do it technically. I, I, I don't know, but sure. Um, I think what some of the gotchas were, there's a lot of uh, melee units in the army that do a ton of attacks. There's a, there's a executor or aggressive unit. I don't know what they call it, but it's like strength eight with two flat damage, like stuff like that, that yeah. really kind of got me, especially when mixed in the slam captain. And so he, he played well. The, the, we played Dawn of War, which is really crappy for me against him. Um, I think, I think it was, you know, hold five and get, uh, you know, extra points and stuff like that. So the game was really his, I think from the start, um, with uh, he got a few rolls off from his, his face stuff that really just countered me. The, the whole two d six and denying literally everything. Oh yeah. I think I got I think I got one spell off turn one. Uh, was kind of how that went. That's putting um, you in a real bad spot right there. I mean, right away something that yeah. you, I mean, in most games, hell, you look at our game and you look at the game before. Even if you're playing T uh, Thousand Suns in a mirror match. Um, yeah. play your movement right and you can pretty much stay out of range of the denials and you, you can pretty much go unopposed in the psychic phase like there's yeah. only a few armies really in the game right now that are that are very psychic oriented Thousand Suns being one yeah. being the other and those are usually run together I mean even Eldar yeah. 
don't tend to run like mass psychers or anything like that. Yeah. Knights, I mean, yeah. Unfortunately, gray knights are gray knights right now, but uh, <laughs> poor gray knights. Yeah, they. Uh, but uh, uh, it yeah. sounds like um, it, it sounds like the the real frustrating thing for you was just kind of getting blindsided by the by the new rule book or like they had just come out. Yeah. Like, chapter approved yeah. so it was yeah you know, one of those things i did not expect like, to play sisters like i yeah. i i think out of everything that i thought of i, I did not expect to play sisters and um on, on top of that i think if i had to play them again um there's definitely like four or five things i would do different um uh, number one praying to god that i get a different deployment map uh than <laughs> dawn of war um number two um uh, and there's there's just a few things I would take back. Like I, I was able to max out a few of my secondaries, but I couldn't keep up with primaries. Put it that way. And I, I think that was just a, a weakness of my army against his having just a better setup, right? So I, I feel like I played the best I could, not playing against that army, not ever playing sisters. I I, I didn't even play seventh edition, so I I'm, I don't even know what they did then. Um, and there's there's just a few things here and there, but I was able to kill the clam captain, Celestine, some cannonesses. I got him on a few gotcha moments, but there was just a lot to chew through that. I was like, okay, like I'll take the L. I think I got a decent amount of points out of it. Right. And I was like, that's fine. Um, I can go ahead and just go home and go to sleep. And two and one and day one, I'm actually okay with. Um, to be honest, I, I, I never really mind that. I know everybody wants to go 6-0 and, and try to win the thing, blah, blah, blah. I, I, I didn't walk into the tournament thinking, I'm, I'm going to win this thing. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a realist like that. Like, like, I have even, you know, there's a few top 100 and top 50 players that I've played against that I have gotten good games in with. But, you know, uh, with people like Nanavati and Pamphreen playing Orcs, okay, like, it, if my next game was against them, I'd I've, and I have no idea what orcs do. It might be a worse loss, right? Uh, so, uh, to me, with these big tournaments, uh, you kind of have to play the point system as well, um, and be like, okay, like get a good quality loss in, so you don't drop too low, uh, and then come back the, the next day and, and make it happen. Um, which, to my very fun surprise, I go, you know, get a beer and some food with. Uh, 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 with the, the crew that we went down with, and then the pairings go up, and I've got Dark Eldar the next day, <laughs> which is uh, a really exactly it, it's a Dark Eldar list. Yeah, like one of those where I'm like, you know, I, I went into the tournament um, playing a buddy, uh, John Starks. He, he's a he's a Dark Eldar guy, and really good player, really awesome guy. And we played a local tournament, and he just crushed me. And it was one of the you know two two rounds of really poor dice rolling on psychic phase as well as just in general. Uh, so it was kind of a defeating loss, but you know, sometimes you just chalk it up to dice as well. Um, I was like, great, I got to play Dark Eldar. <laughs> um, but it was actually my best game that I, that I played the whole tournament, probably because I was focused and I really wanted to win. Um, but I had to set up some tricks. Uh, it was two, it was three Ravagers with two Flyers, three full units of uh, Grotesque. And then a bunch of characters battled around that. It was just scary. Like, really, really brutal, in-your-face scary stuff. Um, but I was able to kind of bait him in uh, with the grotesque. Death X would kill it and smite down another. And he started going, oh, crap. Like, I think I'm in trouble. <laughs> yeah, I was like, so you've lost most of you his know, capability. Yeah. On screening, yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, with Flyers and Ravagers, I can't – like, he can kite me. 
and the whole yeah. time, like, dude, this, this this game is not over. Like, I'm I'm one again, kind of like with you. I'm I'm one mess up away from losing. What actually won me the game was picking ground control, and at the end of the game, I was able to score four points from just that, and I maxed out the rest. Um, and then I was holding more and and uh, killing. We were we were tied killing the whole the whole time. Um, but I was able to hold more and max out my secondaries. And I think when he finally realized at the last turn when they were calling dice down that he didn't kill or he didn't finish off a few of my troops. I have one cultist left in, in, in one squad. And I basically kind of fed him uh, nerglings to kind of distract them. He's like, oh, crap. And I was like, yeah, uh, I've, got, I've got enough people to hold. Because I killed the, 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 the Gortex or the Gortex, whatever they're called, I was able to use my characters and cultists and uh, things like that to get the full ground control support. Uh, so. so ground control is that where you control more, or you have to control at least four objectives at the end, uh, I believe. Yeah. And, yeah. And if so you're that's four, you get four points. And that's a that's a secondary. I know and that was something I think Brandon Grant took in the finals, um, but it's all oh, yeah? nice. one that you don't you don't tend to see a lot of people take that. So when you, when you yeah. take ground control, kind of what's your thought process on that? I mean, besides oh, the, like, Hey, I've got to be sitting on these at the end. Like what, <laughs> kind of what are you thinking as the game progresses there? Yeah. So, um, or, or maybe uh, what, what do you see on the map that makes you say, you know what? I think ground control is the right thing for me. Yeah. So, uh, the fact that he had three full squads of grotesques made me choose ground control. Um, and the fact that we had, uh, five points to, to own, uh, one being in the middle, or the, oh, it, it, it was the one, oh, yeah, that's what it was. It, it was the one where you choose something in, in their deployment zone and, and in yours, and he actually placed his in a really bad spot for him. In fact, if, if he were on here, he'd say, like, yeah, like, I screwed up that up. He placed uh, a lot that I had access to really easily, and I, and I placed one in the super far corner of my deployment zone, and one in the super far corner of his, so I, so I separated them. Um, I took Dark Matter Crystal just to hold a point at the end if I needed to for, because uh, I was going to do old school, uh, really close to doing old school, and it was between old school and ground control, and my thought process was, well, he wants to take his grotesque up and kill me. <laughs> he has to, otherwise he loses. So I need to bait him in and get a death hex off, get all of my flamers on that unit, smite down another one and and feed him demon princes, uh, or a single buff to demon prince to kill that, and then live through one while still character blocking with ravagers and uh, <laughs> nerdlings and flyers. And so that was the thought process. And I was like, well, to me, that had better odds than old school, um, because I was going to get a lot of value out of that, uh, and I was able to mark for death and get recon, uh, like the whole game. So I got marked for death, max, I got recon max, and then ground control max. And so when I thought about that, it was well, if I if I can kill all of his all of his grotesque units in turn in two turns, which I did, um, I can safely feel like I can get ground control, even if he kills my two flavors crawlers. Um, nerdlings and uh, cultists. I have three DPs of fly, an arm on the fly, that I can zip around the board enough at the end to probably live. And that's actually what went into that. I, I will say I sat I sat on that choice for a good three minutes. Like I I wasted clock time with him to choose because I felt like it was that much of a choice. So um, that's kind of what brought me into that that idea 
uh, hindsight, I'm really glad I took it. And it was a risk. That's the first time I actually ever chose it. But to me, it made the most sense mathematically and also, or not math, but like, I guess, I don't know, I don't know what word you use for that. But yeah, um, that's kind of how I came about choosing that was whether, well, I have to kill the grotesque anyways. So I might as well double up on secondaries that go into that, which is mark for death and ground control. So kind of going forward from here, um, do you kind of see your list staying similar? Uh, are you going to kind of stick with the smart scan going forward? Or are you kind of thinking about switch, changing it up a little bit? Um, yeah, good point. This, I'm actually, uh, I've got a GT, uh, not this weekend, but following. It's a Dice Hammer GT. Uh, and there's a lot of really good players there, uh, which I'm, so I'm really excited. Also really nervous because it's a lot of good players and you want to play well. Um, it, it's like it's like 50 really good players kind of thing, right? You're packed into this thing where there's there's no scrubs. Um, so one thing that uh, I've been, I've been talking to some friends about is like you know, do you need to have Demon Prince as a fly, right? Because you're you're basically character blocking so much and you want them. You know the the idea of the list is to really go against uh, someone's innate response, which is, I should be moving up the board to get board control. But when you do that, you open up smite lane, is kind of what I call it. So actually trying to make people feel really uncomfortable when they play against me as far as like, what the heck do I do? Because if you keep moving closer to me, you're just going to get smited to death and there's going to be a bunch of mortal wounds and you're going to have a, a really hard time. And I think you kind of saw that. And so as you back up more, you're like, well, is this the right call or is this not? And then and then I kind of gain that half you know, board control to where I need for recon or holding points or whatever it kind of is. So Demon Princes can really punish people as they kind of come close to me. Um, however, I will say, uh, I don't know. It's hard. Like, they're probably the first one to me that, that would go. Uh, and, and so when I was kind of looking at... You're probably oh, also at the option where you know you have if you're talking about flying demon princes you have non i mean just a reminder everybody there are non-flying demon princes that you, yeah you yeah those wings off of them and it's like 20 yeah. points if you have three of them that there's like 60 yeah. almost 70 points that you're gaining back right yeah. away um exactly. it sounds like that's the kind of thing that's going through your head right now right yeah and, and so right now it's it's, it's trimming it down it's like okay so obviously the list the list is pretty good uh and in, in comboing with playing well, you can go five and one on tournament with this list. Great. Um, but how do you trim that down to defer to be even better? And so one thing that I really miss is having a deep strike unit. And so um, I love letters. I absolutely love blood letters. And if I could add them to the list with smite spams, I would, but I just can't. Um, my, my rule of thumb is to have at least 7,000 sun casters. Uh, that gives you some redundancy on spells, uh, but enough to uh, always get a smite off from everybody, uh, especially turn one. So that's going to be, uh, what is that, so like at least 11 mortal wounds on average, probably 10-ish or so. And then if you if you get some good spikes in there, you're looking at 15. So you're killing a flyer, you're killing some, you know, cheesy units that kind of come at you, and that, that kind of stuff, right? Um, so I try to keep it at seven. And then, um, but with Demon Princes, um, because I play them so defensively, like, do I need three? 
and uh, also, do, do I like them without fly? I mean, I mean, dude, this, this is this has been, I would say, since LVO, this has been on my mind on on on, on the the car ride while I'm at home. Um, you know, I'm asking my wife about this stuff. She's like, I don't, I don't know what the heck you're talking about, but you know, let's do some math. <laughs> She's like, and so, um, but it kind of came down to like, what am I gonna do with an extra the 24 points a piece? So what am I gonna do with, with an extra 72 points? And right now, it's really nothing um to 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 have a clutch unit in and keeping those guys on the ground because i will say there's times when when i went to launch a dp forward with a warp time i get 24 inches out of it and that's pretty clutch and, and fly i think in our game is a great example of i was yeah. able to get on top do wobbly model and still get line of sight for a swing so yeah. they're they're useful with the current terrain yeah so, for sure where I've kind of landed is um, keeping the same attachments that I have, but swapping out a Demon Prince and two Cultist Squad for 40, for two units of 20 Ziggors uh, with a Bray Horn. And that gives me some, some deep strike teeth. It allows me to help counter Horde Armies a little bit better. I did fight one Horde Army. They were 90 Plague Bearers um, with 30 Zangors. Uh, and I was able to pull that game out. It's a great, great guy, Troy, who I kept calling Chris. It was really kind of a funny game. <laughs> so bad. Uh, really awesome guy. But um, I kept thinking, like, you know, hey, if I have some board control, this would be better, especially for the one where it's like, uh, what's mine is yours. That's a great one to have some deep strikers on. People kind of keep some fluff back there. So it's enough to keep people honest. And I have enough CP to, you know, make them fight again with veterans. Um, I give a reason to bring prescience as a spell, uh, and just a, a few things like that. I, I can use them for screens if I need to. They're they're probably better screens than cultists anyways, since they're toughness four, the five of inbound. Um And so I, I I get more options out of it uh, while still maintaining two demon princes. So I think I'm at uh, Armon on a disc still. The DPs have wings. Uh, three terminators and sorcerer armors with. Uh, with a regular sorcerer um and that's still my seven casters that's kind of my rule um and still enough teeth to kind of go through something while keeping what i believe is is the clutch detachment of nurgle with the playbird scrawlers and two found ones. so uh i feel Very confident cool. that's probably what I'll, I'll i'll i haven't had a chance to play test it uh you know math wise i'm doing pretty good with it uh work's been kind of crazy but uh that's probably what i'll end up going to um, I have another list that is, uh, we'll see, I got to play tested, but it's basically using, um, using play bearers to screen with 10,000 suns casters and, uh, in, in that chaos, chaos undivided attachment, taking like a flux master or somebody, someone cheap, right. to get the stratagem to allow you to reroll all field psychic tests within six inches. And so, um, I really want to try that out because that means you're doing 20 casts re-rolling fails. Uh, I don't know if it has any real use except for the fact that there's some games that I went and failed three or four smites in a row with rolls of four, you know, I mean, that's, that happens, right? And so uh, that happened to me a few times actually at LVO where it's just, it's not clutch enough it, that, that you need it to be. So um, that list actually provides with that, but I, I, I don't know if play bears are enough to continue the character block for you like that. So, um, and then probably after that, I I really want to try to make Magnus work. 
uh, I have a really awesome looking Magnus model. He's kind of kit bashed with uh, Nagash's like uh, death swirl around him. <laughs> Spirit host. Yeah. And he's holding the fireball and he's holding another, another magic ball. Like it's, it's a really rad looking model. I love it. Um, I really enjoy painting. So uh, I learned a lot from guys watch uh, next level painting and Jack post painting. I'm going to give a shout out to those guys. Uh, so I, I really love painting the Magnus model. I just have a hard time saying he's relevant in current meta. Uh, and I guess people can flame me as much as they want, but I, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, the, the uh, issue the issue that I ran into in Dallas last year was that um, um, there were games you would just completely stop because, you know, people just, you, you'd go into those matches where you get to go first and he would just, you know, you get him in, you stomp something, you're smiting it, whatever you want yeah. was pretty much gone if you could get to him. Uh, but that was the yeah. yeah. You first of all had to yeah. have the right map, and then against the list, even like Dark Eldar um, with their Hemlocks, or even you know yeah. you go up against Eldar, the, those um, uh, the Crimson Hunter Exarchs, um, they they, oh, can yeah. do, oh, they can do some serious. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I think I had a game against Matthew Ali where Magnus. I think it was just two Exarchs. I think if I remember right, it was just two Exarchs that took Magnus out turn one, and we we both oh, wow. just. Got in there like throwing our arms up like oh okay i guess that happened yeah so, you know and, and there goes 450 points exactly yeah. exactly you know yeah no that, that actually happened the first guy i played uh and again because i played against magnus so much i did my deployment to where you know he was going to go first but i waited for him to drop magnus and then from there i measure out 32 inches and i say this is what you're going to smite and this is what's going to be your eligible charge if you want the warp time, because you know GW loves to screw up the fly keyword. So uh, he's a lot easier to play against. And in in that game, I think he charged and killed a Nurgling squad. And then I was, in, which to why I say he played it wrong was now he's in front of his other casters. I I literally moved back to the tableboard edge to where only Magnus can use the knife. And I was able to just smite him down. Like, I didn't have to pop up anything special. Like, I made him choose, do you want to deny smites or a death X warp time? That's going to kill you either way. Uh, with with a with a Playbird Scrawler, Foul Blight Spawn, and possibly a Demon Friend. So, um, it, and, and that's right there. My turn one on that game, I think, was seven points with with, with, with the four Kingslayer points on Magnus. So, it's just, it's just one of those things where, I think if you play him kind of cagey, maybe he's a bit better depending on what you're playing against. But I think when you are talking about what I call like monster mash, like Bloodthirsters, Mortarion, Kairos, Lord of Change, and Magnus, then Magnus has a really good shot because people have to choose what they want to, you know, what they want to kill. Right. Um, but, you know, Magnus, Mortarion, I, I played in the past. It's a lot of fun. It's also extremely frustrating <laughs> when you get like, Hive guard hiding behind a building and shooting Magnus and killing him, and you know screening out enough with Termagants where it doesn't matter, or whatever they're called, um, you know, or you know playing against a Castellan, and it's like yeah okay well you might as well just pull Magnus off the table because he's gonna die. So uh, <laughs> it, like if you don't go first, so I mean he he's love. He's in my opinion the weakest Primarch, and in some ways like the weakest HQ in the game, um, mainly because of the wound count and can't character block and stuff like that, but. He, he needs some love. Um, I'm, I'm shocked he does like he can't cast four cast <laughs> like the best of the best can't cast four. Like, really, guys? <laughs> um, you know, uh, no, 
with no like to your point, like he can go kill a flyer, but then he can't. He, there's no like sweeping attack for him, right? There's no impact. So, um, I, it, it's just sad because I have this awesome looking madness that I love the model. It's kind of sitting on the shelf that I'll bust out for kind of like a competitive casual thing uh, that right. he's really good at. But like bringing them to LVO and and trying to win five games with them, I think is really rough. In fact, do you, do you, I, I didn't look, but do you know if any madness for Terion finished five and one? I don't think it did. Uh, I did not take a look at all of the results uh, or all of the lists that were up there, but I know that um, yeah. Justin Curtis, I think, was the highest one, and he had been he had been mostly running Magnus and Mortarion for a long time, and his yeah, because uh, he did he did Mortarion and a Bloodthirster, I think. Right, um, and that was basically because both of them had sweeping attacks. Was kind of yeah, the, ultimate, exactly. the ultimate thing in his in his decision there, which you know when you yeah. look at Magnus, that's absolutely true. Like the fact that he yeah. doesn't have really really kind of sets him back a bit but yeah kind of, yeah. Kind of the and, uh, um kind of the the drawback to being designed early in the uh early in the process you know i think yeah our, our codex was probably like the fourth or fifth or something like that it came out real early right. in the cycle and eighth so yeah yeah like and, and then they nerfed them by taking away the reroll one per se right? right so it's like well that's that should probably be back in now you know like oh, that would he, be great. He, he, probably, he, he probably needs that plus something else to be relevant as a 450 point primark like i mean a lot you know i mean well speaking speaking of new rules uh what do you think of the new bolter rule uh with thousand suns do you think it um do you think it yeah rubrics viable yeah i i don't know like i rubrics are another thing that i want to be really viable i think thousand suns took a huge hit when they said that you can't dark that you can't war time after dark matter crystal. I was so mad. <laughs> dude, I was so mad at that dude. Like, I mean, it's like, yeah, but you can mob up orcs one inch away for a one inch charge with forty boys. Like, okay, that no, that's okay, but not this unit starts on the table. You get a chance to shoot it. Our dark matter crystal. It's it's not reserved it's on the table. Like, I'm a little peeved about that still because I think that was a really great way to have Thousand Suns be even like a standalone army. At, at, a, at a at a casual competitive level, but in general to bring Zangors and things like that. So I'm a little more peeved by that. I'll I'll get off the soapbox. But um, <laughs> when you talk about Ruben Marines, like the, you know, if you if you spanned a bunch of flamers for the Ruben Marines, and you could dark matter dark matter crystal one time. That's pretty fun. Um, but the bolter drill rule, I I don't know. And, and maybe it's just me being a a cocky jerk because my list is like, well, go ahead and shoot flamers crawlers all you want. Because that's what you'll do against my list. That I don't, I don't, I don't see them being super viable. But um, I will say, they definitely get nastier. Because if you can get them in, and this is why I don't think they're that great, is if you can get them in the right terrain piece <laughs> with good cover to get the plus one to save at, at the full range with rapid fire uh, with the they're they're minus two one damage, right? For yeah, their stuff. Uh, minus two one damage. Yeah. Um, then, then you really start talking about having a pretty solid answer for killing shaft, killing orcs, gene stealers, uh, things like that. That can maybe kind of come up and get you. Uh, I think they're a little too expensive still. Or they like ninety-four points. Um, yeah. I, I I think they should totally be eighty. Uh, and I think they're for for, for me to auto log them would be less points. Um, and keeping the baby smite 
or the same points, but they but it's but it's a full sign, a, a full D three sign. Yeah, that's something that all of us were hoping for in chapter approved. Like I think there were rumors flying yeah. left that they might get it. And, yeah. Uh, kind yeah. Of didn't. Yeah, because I can see you know uh, pink horse any baby swine always because they're little demon dudes. But, but when you're talking about river marines and lore wise and things like that, I, I I feel like they should get the full smite uh, uh, capability. So because then you get some pretty cool things where you can kind of deep strike in and do some cool shenanigans there. But uh. You know, again, for me, I, 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 I'm a kind of a death, death guard guy at heart, too. I love my models, like, not dying. So, um, you know, there's that's like kind of why I guess I play death guard with some character blocking in there. But um, I think they'll do some work. I, I hope they can revitalize um, Thousand Cent uh, Terminators with it, too. Uh, those guys are scary. I mean, those guys are real scary uh, in, in so many ways. Um, that'd be kind of rad. Um, but I, I, I think that that helps, but it just it doesn't fix problems to take them. There's just so many better units for chaos to kind of mix or soup in uh, from other detachments before you start taking them. I mean, great example is during our game. I had no idea that you can mark for death a Rubik Marine squad. <laughs> that to me in an ITC tournament makes me just not want to take them because that's yeah. a, that's a really easy yeah. point to give somebody. Because if you brought it was Scorpius hit, and I had Ruben Marines. I, I, that, that's a free point for you. You just because like, you're minus two, two flat on the Scorpius. That's that's game over right there. So, uh, in in an ITC setting, they just don't make the cut for me as far as from a points perspective, as far as ITC points, but also like what they can do for you. Um, are they a four bone or five? They're five up bone, right? Yeah, they're a five up bone, but um, you got to shoot them with stuff that's multiple damage, uh, which is yeah. kind of. Kind of a nice thing with rubrics, and and I guess Scarabacold as well because yeah. they'll get that plus one to their invuln as well. So so if yeah. you're just shooting with like heavy bolters or something, um, you've got to you've got to at least have something that's AP minus yeah. uh, AP minus yeah. two or or multiple yeah. damage to at least start nudging their saves at all. Yeah, I mean I I would love to start using the the Marines that Death Guard and, and Thousand Suns have. Uh, I would I would say that maybe Chaos Space Marines should become better before Death Guard and Thousand Suns ones do. <laughs> But, um, uh, you know, I, so I guess uh, yes and no, uh, I, as far as the fans, it kind of depends on what I'm playing, playing with or against. But um, I think they're, I think they're one good, good rule away from being, yeah, you should totally take them in your list kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so just kind of some closing, closing questions here. Um, yeah. What did, uh, just out of curiosity, did you see any uh, lists that were um, either, you know, that there were Thousand Suns related at LVO where you thought, huh, that's that's kind of a interesting idea? Yeah. Um, uh, so uh, I thought Justin Curtis's was pretty interesting. Uh, number one, I, I don't, can you label Thousand Suns if you're not primarily the points for that? Yeah, we we uh, we looked at the. Uh, he's probably be getting getting that question asked to him like every day. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, so he, I, I he don't know. I just... Yeah, he covered that in his um uh, in his AMA on the on the subreddit, yeah. and um, it sounded like what 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 the issue was was that LVO um, removed like the core Chaos God factions as selections so he, he had oh. to fall back onto what the other one was so he would have been nurgle but it, he had yeah. to fall back 
to the next biggest attachment, which was Thousand Suns. So uh, that was kind of, uh, yeah, it was kind of a, one of those things. Where just <laughs> kind of when how they how they kind of classify those things, but I'm sh I'm sure you've been getting tons of questions on that one. So. Oh, so then I guess technically I was the best Thousand Suns player. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's right. Uh, um, but so what I, I think that. Um, well, I I think that the min the min max of Zangor is within that it, and because I'm trying to put Zangor's in my list was interesting to see like like how did you do that I think he has Armon on foot in there too which is always interesting to me as well um, different play style but I think uh, when when you're looking at 20 Zangor's you, you're gonna get 41 attacks all that in total um, and you, I think you brought two squads of 20 and a squad of 15. So, you know, depending on what you're playing against, you have enough attack to uh, kind of stave off some orcs, uh, get a good deep strike in for late, you know, turn three to kind of grab a point, uh, which is, which is you know, kind of how I think where Zangors are kind of at right now, too. Um, I will say that, that my game one that I played um, was probably the more or the most like mine. Um, let me see if I remember this list. Yeah. Magnus, um, Armon, and I think I think he had three DPs with sorcerers, uh, cultists, and, and brimstones with like a flux master and stuff like that. So he was on more more on my level was trying to dominate psychic, uh, you know, boon of change and, and flickering flames and things like that. Um, on oh yeah, I think he was I think he deep struck uh, flamers with flickering flames and things like that. So really kind of interesting list. Um, Again, my my advice is not to have Magnus in that list because he's just our target. Um, but that was that was the only one that I saw that was super psychic heavy focused. Um, I actually wonder how he did. I I need to look up how how he ended up because I I think he's got enough firepower to kind of last late in the game like how I did with with psychic powers. Uh, and and those flavors can kind of get you sometimes. I think they're strength five minus one one damage. So um, they're you know the these six auto hits too, so they're they're pretty tough. Um, past that, I I didn't really see too much. I saw I saw Zangor sprinkled in a lot of lists though. I will say that I I, I don't know if you noticed that, but a lot of people that brought Plague blobs also brought Zangor blobs because I think really what you care about is just getting Armon and yeah. maybe a DP. I think what I've been um, seeing I, is that that aren't willing to commit the points to to bring like the full blood letter. Uh, the bl full blood letter blom and contingent with like the blood master and everything um, kind of yeah. just like the, the poor man's version um, where they are quite a bit cheaper um, where, because you don't have to take the icon and you don't have to take the, um, uh, the instrument yeah. and then you don't have to spend the CP for the banner for the reroll. So they're, they're yeah. not going to be reliable on their charge, but if you have like one big blob, you have a spell like gaze of yeah. hate that you reroll that and yeah. then you have, you know, your Brayhorn. So you have some things to give me advantage there. Um, and I think yeah. most people have kind of been looking at that, like, hey, I get like 80% for, you know, a, a good yeah. bit reduction in cost there. Yeah, I mean, like, they're also way more durable. I had toughness four, um, and that's five of Binbone. Uh, so they're better there, and, and, and they can be buffed. So a little bit nicer in a lot of ways, too. But um, I think that was really interesting to see them sprinkle around everywhere. Um, but again, like you said, like I think you just want arm on out of that to to make that a, a thing. Um, and then uh, I didn't see, too, and I was hoping to see a little bit 
of a crazier Madness Mortarion list running around. Um, but I, I, I didn't see too many. I thought I was going to see a ton of Madness Mortarion, uh, but um, I was, I was kind of sad I, I didn't see a lot of those because that's a pretty fun list to, I guess, see on the table and play. Also, the models are so sick, so like they can be yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, um, sadly, Castellan scared him away. Yeah, I mean, that's Rob helps out Mortarion, but that's about it. Um, there was someone, uh, there's something else that I'm, I'm forgetting that I thought was pretty cool. Um, but um, I, I think in, in, in general, people pick the power units of a thousand suns to play. Um, you know, I, and that's, I, I think that's, that's about right. You're going to see Armand, Demon Princes, and Zengors. Uh, Enlightened ones, I think, are really cool, but I, I don't think they have a huge place in the current meta. Um, but I, I, I think they're super rad chaff kills, and they're so cheap. Um, like two wound guys are so cheap uh, for yeah, they a 36 inch threat range. It's funny because they kind of suffer when you take them with the with the bows. They kind of suffer from the same problem that Magnus does, where you know your your players you're going to run into know how good Enlightened are at just putting wounds on yeah. model, and uh, yeah. so they're going to and they're as much as they have two wounds, they're actually pretty easy to mow through because they only have like a five. Yeah. And then you know T four, so they're yeah. they're pretty easy to chew through. So it's it's kind of interesting the folks I've talked to that that do have them kind of feel like yeah you're you're really only going to take them if you have an, another threat on the board that can kind of steal yeah. the focus away from it, right? Yeah, and they're actually a unit that I frequently, if I have say a hundred or three hundred ish points, I, I I frequently go to them to see what I can do because they're that cheap to take. And if you don't handle them, you know, so they're a great distraction. And if you don't handle them, they're going to do work. And in a lot of ways, 12-inch movement with auto hits, uh, minimal buffs needed to make them auto hit and be good. They're and um, yeah, the, yeah, sorry, yeah, the auto movement. Yeah. Uh, and what is it? A group of six is 20, or is, is it 12 shots? Is it two shots a piece? So uh, plus they're assault. So like, you know, you can run them. I mean, they're, it's a great cheap unit. I th I think I I would love to run them more, but I think everything else in chaos is so costly that running a you know a squad like bringing eighteen of them is probably pretty scary. But then like to your point, you're not. What else are you bringing to not mow those guys down after that, right? Uh, right. Especially within thousands. Um, I would love to see them kind of pop back up. Uh, oh, that's what it was. I I will say I heard, and I don't know the ruling on this. Maybe you do that. Uh, I think it was Justin Curtis. Uh, remember when I told you that you played that awesome strat that, that you were going to blow up your sorcerer for like one mortal wound or something like that? Yeah. Um, and, and my dear friend's just outside. By the way, that was so clutch. I, I still remember that. I was like, oh my God. I mean, everybody, this guy pulled out the car from the abyss to be like, <laughs> yeah, like, I, I need one more mortal wound, but my dear friend, I think it was just outside, but super clutch. And, um, and one more that I saw that I heard of was I think it was Justin Curtis sacrificed his sorcerer to bring up a chaos spawn yes. to then base more to then base Mortarion so he couldn't charge in. And yeah. I was like, wow, that's a really, really good play. Is that legal? Because <laughs> I yeah, know that you can't I actually was playing I it, I, okay. uh, yeah, I was just gonna say I was playing a guy from uh uh, from Houston, and uh, he was running. This was when the uh, the Knights Codex had just come out, and he was actually running um, the list. Uh, and 
I got within range. I think it was his Castellan or it might have been a Gallant that he had that was also splashed in there. And it got into my backfield. And um, one of the things I kind of saw was like I had my Warlord on one hand on one side of it and a Sorcerer on the other side of it. And um, yeah. what basically became really apparent was that um, he was going to charge like he moved in and he was going to like be able to charge in and kill my Warlord. He had he had the yeah. right points and everything uh it lined up and i in the in the secondaries for it and so yeah. what i did was i knew that one of them was dead to right so i popped my sorcerer and put a chaos spawn in base to base and flesh change is one of those really rare stratagems where it doesn't require you to put the model nine inches away from something or even three inches away or any yeah. it's just put yeah. it any six inches from where that guy was it's like okay well yeah. that's not bad and you can't charge me so that, that I, I think that was probably the big, the coolest thing I learned was that, because I didn't think about that. I was like, that is such a clutch play. And that's actually one of the reasons why I kind of changed up my list too, was like, now I have a sorcerer in my list with, with the Zangor. So I'm, I'm a little more well-rounded in case if I get Magnus Mortarion and things go really well for them. Like they kill a Playbird Scrawler from a Smite and other stuff, right? Let's say I'm just rolling bad. And they they bust open the wound, and he, and here comes good old Martarion. I could be like, hey, nope, you're you're gonna get based with this spawn, and then be left alone to you know for me to kill you next turn. Um, so don't know if you ever talk about that on the podcast. But I'd say that's probably one of the most clutch things that I think I heard of there. That really because Monster Mash is a, is a list I'm scared of. Uh, that's the Kairos Fate Weaver. Um, Bloodthirster, uh, Mortarion, and Madness. That's that's nine denies and plus two. I, I'm I'm scared. Like I I, I don't want to play that. Um, and I'm a little bit happier now with Zangor's in that because I can try to swarm one with Death Hex and fight again, like on say Madness or or like the Bloodthirster more than likely. Um, but then it's like okay, I'll I'll pay the flesh change to stop Mortarion from coming in. And then really what I'm looking for is just an option to be crafty. And I think that's yeah. where uh, Zinch lies. And, uh, you know, hey, maybe maybe you can even treason a Zinch, uh, one of the guys, <laughs> which I didn't yep. get to use. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I tried that to a couple times to my dismay. Actually, in, in a game against Orcs, I tried to um, – actually, he had a – I think it was a Big Mech, and I tried to – um, treason a Zinch the Big Mech, and I periled. And this was with Aramon. Oh. And oh. I think it was enough where Aram, I want to say Aramon blew up and then he took like two other things <laughs> with him or something like that. Like oh. it was spectacular. Like it was one of the worst perils I've ever had. But uh, oh. yeah, when, so when it, when, one of the strategies I like to use with that is um, you can actually take over Castellans and you can actually do it um, yeah. reliably. Um, you can take Treason as each on them. And then huh? what you do is put Gaze of Fate in your back pocket. Um, so that yep. if you cast the spell or spend a point to give you a plus two, cast the spell, then what you do is you you then, when you go to roll leadership, you have either the command re-roll to roll just one of them, or you have the yeah. gaze of fate to the roll both. Thing. Right, exactly. Yep. And it, it gives awesome. you at least a bumped up chance against like a leadership eight yeah. or a leadership nine model. And you got to roll a 10, yeah. but if, if you... There's other things where you can do where you can maybe use um, uh, the minus one leadership bombs or um, yeah. 
you know, stuff like how Death Guard has, you know, auras and stuff yeah. like that. There's little, yeah. th those become a little bit less reliable in the competitive scene because you have to be able to get within range or you have to be able to pull yeah. them off. You know, yeah. something something like that tends to kind of line up because players don't see that that chain of events coming. And that's kind of one of the nice things yeah. about it, is like you were saying earlier, they have a lot of tricks up their sleeves where, yeah. you know, there might be something where if I do this and this and this and this, which are all possibly, you know, they're within the realm of happening, then this game yeah. turns around, like <laughs> the night becomes mine and this, you know, the game just completely turns around and your opponent's sitting there going, what just happened here? Uh, it's oh, kind man. of one place oh, to one part's about playing the army. Yeah, you know, um, that's a, that's a really good point. I I I say that's a really good tactic. Uh, I, I one more, I guess that, and I I busted this out twice was uh, Gift of Chaos, is a really oh, yeah. really strong spell, and that's one that I think people sleep on a lot with the plus six inches for cast, so twelve inch twelve inch cast, and um, I did it once this way and and once another way. The first way was Dark Matter Crystal. The guy's like, why are you taking Dark Matter? Like, he, he even said it out loud, like, why are you taking Dark Matter, Matter Crystal? And I was like, well, I guess he doesn't know what's about to happen to him. <laughs> and, uh, like, late game, I Dark Matter Crystal, that DP, who had Gift of Chaos, um, against the Eldar unit that was 7-3. <laughs> so, here's three flat damage plus D3, which I rolled a three on. So, that, that was six flat damage, I think, of Farsi or somebody. Uh, or maybe they're tough as I don't know, but I was able to the character slam somebody late game and their eyes were, and he, he goes, well, I guess that's why I take Dark, dark Matter Crystal. So exactly. <laughs> that's, that's another little kind of free character snipe with a Demon Prince that is still pretty beefy, especially if he's buffed up before he does, uh, or I guess the after does Dark Matter Crystal. But um, yeah, and then the other time was I actually killed another guy placed his arm on wrong it was actually the guy who had the horde army because he had arm on and two dps in there and i was able to capitalize and kill his arm on i i got lucky again on the roll so three flat and i got a four on the roll so three damage like i i, I slammed arm on turn one uh from just that spell and was it like six war charge i mean it is worth every chance to try i mean on anybody who's you know uh wounds five or not so even if you roll a one that's four damage right and then right. okay here's like one uh infernal gaze and that's uh you're probably going to do at least one mortal wound right so right. The, the combos there and the reason why i try to take seven casts as always is to always have the spells for whenever i need it um and but still have the smite spam you know what i mean so um I, i'd say that, that's, that's a pretty good tactic time man <laughs> that's pretty that's a good stuff uh, but I, I'd say th th those were tricks that I used that I don't think people really saw in a lot of the games that I won that I that I will say, like, actually won me games. And I think listening to other players that finished 5-1 and one, or even the even the people that are top 8, stuff like that, those are actually the things that, that separate you and wins, like, a, a huge amount. The, those small, little, tiny things, like, killing arm on turn 1 is huge for you, right? That's why I think solitaires are absolutely amazing. Um, you know, doing doing like that, the treason and things trying to castell in with the off chance that you, you get your free reroll, <laughs> the off chance that, that you can do that, you're like, holy shit, this is game changing, right? Like, that's that's crazy. Uh, yeah, my, people my, start really sweating that out. My opponent's eyes always light up when they hear me say, so okay, I, I'm going to try yeah. to now, and they're going, yeah. okay, and it goes off, and uh, I'm targeting right. Yeah. And, 
yeah, and now I get to blow a lot of things up. <laughs> yeah, that's mine now, and uh, we'll tell yeah, them that, that, yeah. that eight <laughs> ladies or whatever. Yeah, so it was a great tournament, a lot of fun. Um, I'm doing Dice uh, Hammer next, I'm doing, then I'm doing Broadside Bash, and, and I, I think I might ride the, the Thousand Suns train for a bit here and see. I'm trying to make him work with uh, Blood Letters just because I love Blood Letters that much, but I'm having trouble doing that while keeping some of my um, my stipulations. <laughs> but other than that, I think the, the Army's in a good spot. I think if anybody out there really wants to think about playing them, you totally should. Um, they're really fun. Uh, buy three Demon Princes in Arma, and you will always use them, so that, that's money well spent, and they're awesome models to paint. So after that, you can yeah. kind of choose to take your poison in after that. Well, very cool. Well, Zach, I think that kind of concludes uh, the uh, all the questions we had here. Um, nice. Thanks again for taking the time to uh, sit down and just kind of, you know, brain dump out of, you know, what happened at LVO and just kind of talking through everything. And uh, best of luck this season. Yeah. Oh, dude, thanks, man. Hey, I had a great game with you. Thanks for inviting me. I was really, really, it was really, I was really jazzed. Like, hey, when you did a podcast, I was like, oh, yeah, that's, that's great. Like, I'm, I'm super excited. So uh, any, anytime I could come, help out and talk I'm all about it uh, and thanks for having me on dude